Support for KZSU comes from Modeler.com, a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com works with architects from architecture and design firms to discover, discuss, and specify products for their building projects. We at KZSU thank Modeler.com for their generous underwriting of the production and broadcasting costs of The Modern Architect. KZSU, Stanford University's FM radio station, broadcasting across the Bay Area on 90.1 FM and across the world at kzsu.org. From the campus of Stanford University, this is the Modern Architect radio show and podcast, featuring one-on-one interviews with renowned and cutting-edge architects, influencers, and sustainability leaders. The show and podcast will inform educate and illuminate the transformation, joy, and inspiration architecture brings to our cities, communities, and lives. Hosted by architecture aficionado and principal of Accurate, this is Tom Dioro. Thank you, Shay. For our guest today, please welcome Ivor Sotero, Director of San Francisco International Airport, a department of the city and county of San Francisco. San Francisco International Airport is a transparent organization dedicated to serving our local community as well as the millions of travelers who pass through its doors each year. For more information, you can visit www.flysfo.com. That's www.flysfo.com. Hello, Ivor. We're honored and excited to have you here on The Modern Architect. Tom, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here and uh, look forward to just a really interesting and uh, thoughtful discussion. Thanks oh, for having me. Thank you very much. We're honored, believe me. Um, Ivor, can you share with us, I think we talked in the, uh, in the green room a little bit about some of your early life experiences, uh, even a humorous situation or two that may have been a, um, a bit of a premonition, if you will, as to how you, you uh, now are uh, director of San Francisco International Airport. A- any incidents, not incidents, but any sort of insights or something you can recall like that may have thought, you know what, I kind of can see why I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, uh, it's, uh, you know, first working at SFO is an incredible experience. And, uh, you know, growing up and I actually, uh, I was uh, born in San Francisco and grew up in Milbrae. and. You know, the airport's been part of part of my life uh, for the 53 years that I've that I've been around. And so, um, you know, early on, the airport was just was part of that experience and living in Milbury and, uh, you know, would love to watch the aircraft, uh, you know, departing and arriving into SFO and just an incredibly at the time, I certainly didn't appreciate the complication of that operation (laughs) as I do now in my new role. But, uh, you know, it was an exciting thing. And. um, I love. I've always loved aircraft, and I've loved flight, and so I was always the one who had to have the balsa wood uh, airplane with the rubber band and the propeller. And oh, uh, you did! Always, oh, that's that great. was one of my funnest toy. And then I got into the, you know, the rocket propelled um, or the rockets, uh, the what? little remote rocketing. Um, and shooting those up, and so <laughs> flight was always a very, a very much an interest of mine. Uh, but I certainly uh, didn't have the, the the wherewithal to think about a real career <laughs> at SFO. And um, I'm, I'm 24 years now at the airport. Has been an incredible experience. Wow, so. 24 years! And how how long have you been the acting director of uh, SFO? Uh, you know, I uh, I am just over a year into the okay. job as director, and before that, I was chief operating officer. Um, but the, my twenty years with the airport before uh, assuming this role and the COO role, I was um, in charge of construction programs and deputy director in charge of design and construction, which is that um, that division within the airport that implements all of the major capital improvement programs for SFO. And so that's been most of my career around uh, b- the building of SFO. Yeah. So now it, it, the renovation is, uh, well, the major renovation, I don't know if you have a, a name for it, but I call it the major in, in renovation just because I see all the cranes there. How long has that been in process? 
since say, say 20 90 years i would say <laughs> ever since <laughs> great answer sfo became years. an airport it's been years. uh in Prague. well let's so you know uh it has been a fairly continuous cycle since i've been at the airport and i started in 94 and i was brought in to be part of the the big build we did in the 90s we had a 3 billion dollar capital program and i was brought in as a as a project and program manager for the airport and so i was responsible for the uh, air train system our light rail uh, system out there and also the BART oh, construction nice. on airport and so an amazing opportunity um, at an early age to be part of something that was just incredibly um, uh, transformational for SFO. And so that was part of the bigger program around the international terminal. And so that was about eight, ten years of my first first half of my career, if you will. And then, um, you know, after 9-11 and all those events, we went into a very much of a uh, of a restricted mode of improvement because of uh, how how impactful that was to our emplanements. And we were off 30% okay. in terms of passenger traffic. And so we were in very much of a, a slim down mode of capital investment. And then in 2007, a reinvigorated capital improvement program driven off of really the decision by Virgin America to decide to corporate out of out of SFO. And so that then stimulated what I would consider our latest building phase. So even thinking about 2007, the 10 years, we've been in a pretty uh, intensive building yeah. phase that's going to carry through for the next um, five years, if not longer. Really? At, at, this, so, at this level, at this intensity? Yes. We have a $6 billion capital program that we're just at the very beginning of right now. We're about $1.5 billion into our current $6 billion program. So it's it's exciting. And uh, <laughs> See, how do you manage that large adventure. of a project? I mean, you've got, what, how, how do you know all the people? that? What's the culture like at SFO that enable this all to work rather seamlessly? You know, I, I just I, I pay I pay tribute to my predecessor, the former director of SFO, who was uh, a real visionary and so thoughtful about thinking long term and keeping a core group together. The group that did the big build of the 90s, he knew at some point we would get back into a building phase. Uh, his name was John Martin. Um, and so he kept that team around. And sure enough, we went back into this major build phase. And so it's all about the people. And it's all about that um, that commitment that airport staff have to the airport. Uh, it's really hard to do something of this significance and complexity uh, by hiring consultants to do this. And so uh, John was just so um, visionary in that respect. And um, and so we have a team that knows our airport. We've promoted a lot of them out of engineer roles. We hire a lot of engineers and architects and put them into project management roles. Um, and that's what's driving this program is tremendous leadership that took over over when I moved up into the COO and then into the director's role. Just mm-hmm. I have a tremendous leadership group, uh, but we also have an incredible staff uh, that runs these projects. Yeah, I noticed and uh, everyone's smiling in the leadership team for all your photos. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but everyone's <laughs> smiling. That's not always common in most companies or organizations. So I, 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 it might seem like, well, why are you bringing this up? But I think it's relevant to what you just said, that they're pretty happy even when they're taking their photos. So do you, by design, have a, a kind of a, a selection process of the type of individual or individuals that you're looking for for uh, SFO? You know, we're very, we're very selective. Um, we have an incredible internship program. So we do start up young and we really look for uh, the kind of people we think would, would do well. But really, you know, the turnover at SFO is very low. People love working at the airport. I think the most transformational thing and you asked about the culture, is is the culture. And we were so determined six years ago to really define our culture and then take a very determined and um, focused approach on pursuing a culture at the airport. And so to me, when you th- when I think about the legacy of, of John Martin and the leadership team, it's about the culture that we've established now at SFO. That is, that's what differentiates us. And a lot of airports come to us and say, how does SFO do things yeah. um, to such a, an exceptional level? And it's, it's not, a, it's not a, a toolbox of, we have a lot of tools in the toolbox, but really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, the magic is about the people and about the culture that we've established. Yeah, and, and that uh, segue into that, uh, from what I've heard and just the few folks that I've known at SFO, is that it's a um, 
Um, the model that you have is uh, other airports probably around the world. Do they ever come out and visit you and say, how are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, they do. We get okay. a lot of visits and we visit a lot of airports. There are so many airports that are doing such innovative things. And I've done quite a bit of traveling over the past two years. And um, there is a lot of great models out there. And so when we we like to compare ourselves, how are we doing against those airports that we hold in the highest esteem? Um, and so that is part of, I think, just the, the real interesting part of this industry is that airports are very eager to share their experiences, their successes, and their failures. Um, and there's a very collegial group of airport directors that I meet with regularly, and we're, we're often sharing um, best practices. Oh, is it a formal organization, or is it just a, you guys get together? And discuss it. There's a couple. Okay. Uh, really, uh, for us, uh, the the one organization is the Gateway Airports Council. So that's the 12 big airports in the U.S. that are considered gateway international airports. And so I get together with those directors uh, quarterly. And then there's also the California Airports Council, and that is the 20 largest airports in California. We also have our interests. They align in certain ways. And so we get together also quarterly and meet and share and uh, yeah. have a have a good time together. That's awesome. Yeah, that's... No, I, I love statistics. Can you share with me some, do you have any numbers that you can share, approximation, how many visitors come into SFO on a daily, yearly, if you if you know any numbers, just to kind of... Oh, I love numbers. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah, so do I. I love okay, numbers. Okay, yeah, oh, I love them too. So I, our audience would like... With... <laughs> what, what, what are some, like, how many visitors a, a day yeah, on average? Yeah. Do you have any of those fun... Uh, Oh man! Fun numbers. To, yeah. So uh, share have, with them, please. Our, okay, Don't well, hold back. Uh, okay. I'll start. I'll roll. <laughs> you tell me when to stop. Go. Because the other day we had ninety-five thousand outbound passengers, our biggest day ever. You double that for the number of inbound. inbound. So we almost had two hundred thousand passengers. Those are, that's a in city. One day Big city through SFO. Yeah. That was our biggest day ever, and oh. it was it was incredible. And the operation was was very smooth. Uh, we just hit our biggest year ever of 54 million passengers through SFO on an annual basis. And so that was our biggest year. Mm. Um, we also have, uh, you know, we can get into conversations about traffic and yeah. Uber and Lyft and, the, and those kinds of innovations. And, for instance, we have fifteen to 20,000 Uber and Lyft trips a day into our airport. So just, you know, thinking about staggering numbers. Um, and then on our Cal Give you Capital oh Program goodness. number, we're going to be spending $100 million a month uh, in the next couple months on our capital Are improvement program. Kidding? So it's all about the numbers. Uh, for $100 million dollars per month. Yeah, on our oh. capital spend rate. And so wow. uh, the numbers are very important to us, yeah, and, and, and I, we track those. And, yeah. yeah. Give some more. Any other? You really, know, I, I'd, yeah, love to, I, he, I'd love to hear them. Those are, those are important. <laughs> I like well, them, too. But, yeah, what, what, what other type of uh, statistics are just, they sound, those are mind-blowing. Big numbers. You know, I... Uh, you know, another number is how much we contribute to the city and county of San Francisco yeah, every year okay. from our uh, what's called our annual service payment. So this year is our biggest year ever, and we're contributing $45 million to the city and county of San Francisco into the general fund of the city and county. So uh, they're our owner, and uh, we're, we're, we're pleased with that performance. Um, we're also, I'll give you another number around <laughs> the finances, is, um, and it relates to why we do these big build programs. What's, what's the business case for investing $6 billion? And there's a very strong business case, and uh, one of them is around the the return you get, uh, the return on investment. Yeah. And so SFO in our Terminal Two, and uh, for those of experienced Terminal Two, maybe can can see uh, yeah. uh, the 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 incredible experience that that yeah. offers, and that is the highest spend rate of any terminal in the U.S. On a per passenger basis, for every so for every passenger that flies through Terminal Two, that's Virgin America, and that's American Airlines. We get eighteen dollars and seven cents on average. About uh, compared to the next highest spend rate terminal in the U.S. is two dollars less than that. Uh, JFK at sixteen dollars and some change. Um, and so we want all of SFO to perform at that level, and we have terminals that perform at. Twelve and thirteen dollars. So that's why you're we're doing this major investment is to bring all of those up to that standard yeah. and that 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 economic benefit for the airport and for the city. Yeah. How much would you say the design has an impact on that? 
It's uh, if, if you can quantify yeah. a percentage. I, and I would say when we talk about design, we talk about it in terms of the passenger experience, and we love to break that down into the journey moments. And we developed all sorts. We developed incredible documents around that experience. One of them is called our Reach document, and that is all about um, the typology of our passengers matched to the journey moments within their travels through a terminal, starting at roadways, curbsides, checkpoint, and all of that. Um, and so we, we very much focus on it from that perspective. And, and so we don't think about iconic buildings. We have an iconic building. We have a second yeah. iconic building, not by our, you know, it just, it is because it's our new air traffic control tower. But our iconic building at San Francisco is our international terminal. It is not our intent to create more iconic buildings. So <laughs> where we invest is on the interior experience. And okay. I, I would say, back to your question, that, um, you know, 50 to 60% is that experience you create through through design layout uh, through the presentation of the concessions, the food and beverage program, um, and through the finishes and all of the amenities. So that, and so I would, even more than that, probably 75% is all around those design elements of a terminal. Oh, that's terrific. You're listening to the Modern Architect KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. The Henry George Program. Interviews and discussions on economics with a focus on the once famous, now forgotten, 19th century American economist, Henry George, with his focus on joining economic efficiency with ethics and ending poverty. Do his ideas have relevance today? Those questions and more will be discussed on the Henry George Program on 10 a.m. on Tuesdays on KCSU Stanford 90.1. Now back to The Modern Architect. We're talking today with Ivor Sotero, Director of San Francisco International Airport, a department of the City and County of San Francisco. For more information, please visit www.flysfo.com. That's www.flysfo.com. Ivor, talking about the design, continue on a little bit about that, because I think it really you know, would res- resonates with our audience about um how design affects them actually wanting to be, not just an airport as someplace to, to go to leave, but actually a destination in itself. Is it sound like you're kind of doing that in, in some sort of way? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, what we want is um, we want the passengers to feel like um, to feel like it's, it's, uh, it, it should be a stress-free environment. Our goal is to make it a stress-free environment against all of the challenges of an wow. airport. And uh, But really, that's 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 the ultimate goal. Is I I, I like coming to the airport. It uh, it it calms me. <laughs> if it you could have some, you? Yeah, if yeah. you could have someone say, "Come to the airport," calms me. <laughs> Are you really? that would be that would be nirvana for us? It totally right, to is, say. though. But I get where you're but, going with this. Okay. And I have to say that we hear the, those kinds of words around the Terminal Two experience. I, I I'll walk through the terminal, and someone who first comes into Terminal Two, I'll hear them on their cell phone getting off the plane. Wow, you should see this terminal. It's incredible, and they're you know they're just they're so um, awed by yeah. the experience in that terminal, and so. So maybe I overshot a bit on no, you know, no, I on, love but, uh, yeah. but you yeah. know that's the idea is how do you create that <laughs> environment that people um, can start their vacation at home or can think about their business trip not having to worry about am I going to make my airplane is that what is the unpredictability of that airport yeah. experience and so really that's our focus is to is to hone in on all those things and then really be determined to to make this as a stress free environment as possible even the areas we don't have control over we work so closely with our TSA partner and if you think about the terminal 2 checkpoint it's a different experience than the other checkpoints at the airport and terminal 3 now has has a new checkpoint, and I think we're we're moving the ball even with our federal regulators on on addressing passenger experience issues. Yeah, what's their response? The federal aviators when they they see it, do they, you you get the sense? Do they tell you, hey, you know what, this has got a different vibe, for lack of a better word? Yeah, they do. They okay. like it, and I I think. I believe there's there even you think about um, enjoyment of their employees 
they enjoy working at the checkpoints that are that have that feel to them, and because because the passengers are less stressed, and that makes them less stressed, you know. And so it's uh, there's a, definitely a, a nexus between all of this. Yeah, what's interesting is I understand there's a significant amount, a tremendous amount of renovations going on, and how do you still maintain that sort of stress-free while that's all going on? And so, you know, I think that's been something uh, part of the I, the excellence of SFO, if I can, is is we know there is um, exhaustion around continuous construction at an airport. It's just, you know, you see it everywhere, um, uh, the dust, the noise, and we are we are so uh, focused on not making that part of the experience. Even though we've been under construction for a long time, we really do our best to completely hide the construction. And so we'll build floor-to-ceiling temporary walls 30 feet tall just to um, to mask that from the passengers and, and take that stressfulness out of their experience. And you see a lot of airports, they put up six-foot construction walls and whatever happens on the other side happens. <laughs> well, you know, we recognize yeah. that that adds to the stress of that experience. And so we really really go out of our way to, 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 to hide our construction as best as we possibly can. Yeah. So, so it, lo- it looks like, it looks, it looks like, and sounds like you're, you're building out from, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're building out from the human experience outward as opposed to here's the building, let the fit people fit in. Is that, is that's it? a, that's a great way to put it. And okay. I would add to that, not just the human experience from the passenger's perspective, the human experience from the employees and the airlines and all of the tenants' perspective, too. What we've done is, in Terminal 2, we completely changed the way we looked at um, terminal development. We started, you know, begin with the end in mind, and we started with what happens at day one of opening of a terminal. That's where your risk is. Your risk is what happens with day one of an opening of a terminal, and for the next 40 years, if you didn't nail it, you're suffering for 40 years with, with what you didn't do well. That's what we're focused on as they risk in a project. A lot of people talk about risk is cost and schedule. That's that's not what your risk is. Your risk is what happens through the 40 years of operating. So what we oh. do in our processes is we bring everyone in at the beginning of the project, and we engage them continuously through our partnering uh, program um, and through our project delivery process. We have a very unique project delivery process, especially for an agency on a called a progressive design build process, and that gives us the ability to really engage continuously and for us to drive the projects and give us that quality at day one of opening, quality in, in design, quality in operation, quality in efficiency, quality in environment, all those things that are very important to us. Yeah, from, from my perspective, you know, it sounds exhausting to keep to be that seamless. So how do you keep this sense of a sense of joy throughout that whole process? It it is exhausting and um <clears throat> You know, that's a great question, and uh, especially with uh, the pace of construction and the continuousness of it at SFO. And again, you know, it goes back to our staff um, that are just so passionate about what they do. These folks are incredible, and the work is incredible. And I I see a lot of their work, and we have monthly partnering sessions, and I go to a lot of these sessions, and I'm just, I'm in awe of the kind of, oh, I said passion, that commitment and that dedication that they're just, they're so focused on excellence. They're, they, they, they forget about their exhaustion to an extent. You know, we, oh. we, we spend a lot of time really trying to appreciate our team and recognize the team. Uh, but a lot of it is they're just, they're, they're motivated. They're incredibly motivated to do, to, to be make SFO uh, the, the best airport in the world. Yeah. Well, what would, speaking of motivated, what were some of your early, uh, um, what's some of your in- inspirations to keep you kind of going? Not not because you have to, but because you want to. And it's just like, it sounds like it's a part of you. It's not, not something you have to put your hat on. Okay, this is my work mode. This, this sounds like it's, that's kind of your essence. Am, am I correct? And how, who are your inspirations for that? So, if you can recall people or peoples or, or uh, you know, schools yeah. or wherever you went to make you kind of go, hey, you know what? This is kind of who I am and I dig it. Yeah, you know, there's, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of things along the way um, that I think were influential for me. And I think, uh, you know, I t- when I talk to students and, and our interns and folks, you know, um, my experience has, has I, I've been very fortunate to have people who, who cared about my career and my development. And I tell people this, 
there's always someone out there who sees something special in you and, and really search that out and take advantage of that. You know, learn from that. And, um, and that's the kind of thing that propels you forward is someone who takes, like our mentorship program. Our mentors at the airport are, are fantastic. And they take such an interest that that propels these interns into just the, the, the confidence along with the skills, but just the confidence and, and the, the desire to do more and achieve and become part of something. And so I think, uh, I think for me it was just there were, there were people at every step in my career, you know, probably five people that, that were very much um, uh, gave me opportunities, pushed me into the deep end of the pool, but were always there with a the life jacket, you know. <laughs> like that's, that. that's the kind of thing Yeah, uh, that was my experience. So it sounds like you're kind of uh, carrying on that torch. Yeah. Is, is it a formal mentorship program at SFO? It is. And okay. internships. And we had 156 graduates this year oh, at nice. all levels. I mean, we hire um, we hire uh, tradespeople and we hire engineers and architects and we hire business people. I mean, it, it's a city unto itself. We have a large custodial and we have internships across all of that to give people, you know, it's um, whatever your interests there is an opportunity. Uh, whatever your level of education, there is an opportunity. And so that's how we see the airport as an opportunity for people to Wow. Really At what levels along. does it begin? High school, college? High school. We have okay. a high school program and a college program. And, uh, yeah, and a, we have a post-college program, too. Is it, is it, do you outreach for that, or do you have a program that they're, the school systems are aware of that they can kind of um, – um, segue into. We have our employment and community partnerships division as part of our airport, and those folks are are so fantastic and passionate about this. And then the city itself has an incredible engineering program, architecture program, and we, you know, there was a thousand people that applied for these these positions, and so it's very competitive. And the city's program is even bigger and gets people exposed to public utilities commission, water projects, and public works projects, and ITT projects, and those kind of things. So the city itself, I think, is just um, so also determined to uh, engage yeah. the youth of the city and at, at all levels. Yeah. Now, it's part of the city and county of San Francisco, but do you have uh, somewhat of an autonomous operational model? Or uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to say this correctly, but I know it's, as again, it is a city and county of San Francisco, but do you have your own, uh, do you get, are you able to operate somewhat autonomously or no you guys work in concert with each other you know we uh we the department heads of the city of san francisco where it's a very it's a great group of people and it's tremendous leadership in the city and so i'm part of that kind of collegial group of department heads that we we report to the mayor and then i have a five-member airport commission um, that's kind of my oversight body and so we uh we follow all of the city processes um, uh, we are we we operate fair. It's a very entrepreneurial organization, and uh, the city lets us operate an airport in an entrepreneurial fashion. And you know, you think about and because we've been so successful, um, and because we had a director for 22 years before I became director that had such credibility. Um, you know, I think that set us up for where we are today, and the ability to be very innovative and entrepreneurial. And I'll you know I'll draw a little bit of a of a comparison to other airports where, you know, every four or five years there's a new director and maybe a new commission and a, a new mayor appointed. And uh, they've been unable to, to d deliver the kind of programs that we've been able to deliver because there's always a change in approach or plan. And so I think just the, the brilliance of this is that um, they've allowed us to continue on a very successful path throughout the tenure of, of, uh, of the past directors. And there's only been two other directors in 30 years. So I'm the third director in 30 years. Are and you that's, kidding? Uh, really? And that's pretty unheard of. In third in 30? In 30 years. Um, and Why? so I think that's a lot of the success is just the stability of, um, and the, uh, of the leadership. And, yeah. I would have never thought as the airport so. being run as is an entrepreneurial and innovative um, with that sort of mindset. And it is. Yeah. Do you, I hope you think of SFO as well, I, well, from what I see it, I see it, it, it makes sense. So I just never, because I, I was, I've always equated it to this, it's part of the city. So, and, and, and the design and everything is terrific, but I never thought of him as actually, you know, uh, always a living, breathing entity that makes it go. It's not just, it doesn't just happen. Yeah. And, uh, and it gets, it looks like it gets better and better all the time. That's just my opinion. But, you know, in terms of other airports around the, at least the, na the nation, how, how, um, 
how entrepreneurial and innovative is SFO? Is there a way to say, oh yeah, right now we've got the you know leads certified for this, and we've got the best. Is there is there a way to kind of quantify the lead the leadership that SFO and you are are doing with the airport? You know, I, I th- our programs are <clears throat> are very cutting edge. Our strategic plan is very uh, forward thinking with a lot of um, innovation. Um, around the passenger experience, you know, um, around sustainability, uh, you know, it's it's hard to measure that. Uh, we do get a lot of asks um, to come visit and talk about our programs, and so I think we have some really, we do have leading edge programs in safety and security that are that are that are moving in industry. I think I think that's oh, I like that SFO. I think has positioned itself, and uh, I give so much credit to our former director about this is just we need to be part of moving an industry in a direction that is built on safety and security um, that's that's built on the, the quality of and care of a workforce um, that's built on innovation um, that's built on envi- an environmental foundation and so I think because of the focus we've had and the successes with a number of our programs and innovations, um, we're we're recognized as that kind of airport. And there's other airports like us recognized yeah. to, to, to be innovative and so forth. But I think SFO is held up there as one of those. Oh yeah, uh, most innovative airports. Yeah. What are some of, some of the challenges of you know, working <laughs> working at SFO or even you know your position as director? There's just so many dynamics going on. On a second-by-second basis, how do you kind of uh, collectively, um, how do you do it? (laughs) I mean, it's not going to be, I don't expect a one-word answer, but how how are you able to to manage that whole process, even just mentally? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and it it, it starts with a great leadership team, and that's that's what we have. And it starts, and a great staff. And like I said, people really love working for the airport. Um, and so, you know, every, I think it goes back to the culture that we've established. You know, one of the core values, we are innovative. And when we talk about being innovative, what does that mean? And we spend a lot of time around our core values, driving initiatives and, and, and driving for excellence in all, in all aspects of the business. Yeah. You're listening to The Modern Architect and KZSU, Stanford 90.1 FM. For nearly 100 years, Save the Children has created brighter futures for the world's kids. In the U.S. and countries around the globe, Save the Children provides assistance to more than 143 million children. It provides what every child deserves, a healthy start, the opportunity to learn, and care when disaster strikes. If you'd like to learn more or make a donation, visit savethechildren.org. That's savethechildren.org. Now back to The Modern Architect. We're talking today with Ivor Sotero, Director of San Francisco International Airport, Department of the City and County of San Francisco. For more information, please visit www.flysfo.com. That's www.flysfo.com. Ivor, what type of... um, uh, I'll answer a broad question. The technology, how... How much has technology impacted the the renovation process? You know, I think uh, when we did the big build of the 90s, you know, technology was more of a bolt-on uh, to the project. And it was just one of those other systems um, like uh, mechanical, MEP, mechanical, electrical plumbing. And so at that, that was the mindset back then, um, you know, and, uh, you know, twisted pair, that kind of thing. And uh, the fiber wasn't around, but uh, it was more just, uh, it was one of the systems of the building. And now it is so much more. It is, you know, even big terminal prod, pro- programs are technology programs. And when you think about our goal, our goal is to revolutionize the passenger experience. And, you know, I think we've, we've, we did that in Terminal 2 around architectural and interior passenger experience. But, but technology is the future of, of that revolution. And so it is, it is as important as uh, all of your material selections and your layouts. And it is, it's critical to get it right. Uh, and so it's, it's, uh, it's challenging, too. We are very fortunate to have uh, an incredibly talented ITT department. We have 100 IT professionals uh, working for SFO, and we have a tremendous CIO 
leader in this. And so it is, it is uh, integrated with our construction programs um, because you think about, you know, what is next and it is about um, – Again, it's about the passenger experience, but it's about technology enabling the passenger experience. And it's it's not about all the bolt-on apps that are now out there. You know, mm-hmm. you can get overwhelmed and have no coherent thought around technology in your terminal if you just say everything is a solution for something. <laughs> and so you have to be very uh, thoughtful and um, really work through what is my strategic plan around technology at SFO. And so um, – I see that as the future, like our Terminal One program. It's a $2.3 billion program, and technology is going to be a huge part of that. And you think about your experience at an airport and all the electronics, and, you know, it's not just about plug-in. You know, all, all the, mm-hmm. the everyone's, everyone's getting pretty good at having outletting as, as much as you can. And we've been driving Wi-Fi, and you see how important it is to have just such a robust and uh, in your Wi-Fi. And so that's been a big initiative. And now all of our passengers scores have gone way up around the, the, the quality of our Wi-Fi. But now it's, it's, it's the thoughts are around uh, the screening process and biometrics and bringing oh. those in. And Biomet, that's amazing. And so you yeah. think, how, how do you have like that passenger experience where you get, on, get out of your car at the curbside and you just keep walking? You know, <laughs> that's that's the the walking man, walking woman yeah. tour of a, of a terminal, and you just keep walking, and and so, you know, there's a pilots. We're hoping to be part of a pilot program on biometrics, and so, um, that's where technology, I think, starts that revolution, and then it just continues through everything in the terminal, uh, wayfinding. You know, we've done some really great uh, technology. Uh, around a uh, pilot program around um, wayfinding for the visually impaired. And when they arrive at SFO, and if you're blind, how do you find your way to a terminal? Oh. And so we did beac- uh, eye beacons, and we worked with a company to develop a wayfinding app. And so that gets people... Um, that helps the, the the visually impaired, but it's also good for people because airports are just difficult places to navigate. And so, you know, we try to do the best in an intuitive design, but ultimately, you know, there's no getting rid of the signage. So how do you take that out, that whole stress factor of signs, and put that into something that is much more seamless for you through a mobile app or something? Yeah. Wow, that's that's tremendous. You know, uh, I've got an interest, uh, a take I th- that uh, I'd love to hear your thought on this is – Again, it's although we're talking about technology and its importance, it it seems again like you're centering the technology from the human experience. Is that incorrect or? Uh, yeah, I think for the future, it's uh, it's about the human experience. Um, I'll just you know yeah, we, please. we've I, been I, I think something we've done is is think of technology as as optimizing our operations and problem solving and I have to uh, something that SFO did is develop an app around I mentioned the Ubers and Lyfts and how much traffic and congestion now that creates and and we've done uh, we've been very um, progressive in managing that and permitting these operations and having the ability to, we created a geofence and we created our own app. What's it called? A geo? A geofence that defines a perimeter, electronic perimeter around the airport that we know and we can set up algorithms about cars uh, that come in and out of that geofence. Oh. And we have all of the Uber and Lyft and those folks on our app. And so we know about all of their trips into and out of the airport. Oh, my goodness. And we Do collect really? revenue off that now. And so now we take $4 each way in and out of the airport. So we'll make $30 million this year off of those trips. Um, and so there's technology, oh. leveraging technology to yeah. take advantage of what is – is is a is a it's a it's a difficult problem because you can see how much roadway congestion it. But now we're taking care of that. Now, what are the other improvements um, in helping uh, reduce congestion through technology yeah. and and working with these companies? And yeah, I, I, do you work with uh, at least I'm sure it's some semblance with artificial intelligence in any facet of the airport renovation? Uh, you know, we uh, in the design aspect. Um, we're doing really incredible things with the architectural firms around that experiencing through the glasses and that type of thing, mm-hmm. the, 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 the VR. Um, so uh, that's, that's about as far as we've gone so far. And I know okay. there's a lot of technologies out there that are trying – that are uh, interested in 
having that, have an airport adopt something like that, 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 that experience, but we haven't taken that too far. As an airport, we're not pursuing that. Okay. So, so you, you're not, a, as, as an airport, pursuing that. Do you see, um, just from even last year, have you seen new technologies come into play that you're utilizing just from even 12, 16, 18 months ago? That weren't there 12, 16, 18 months. It may, you, maybe you developed them or, or you know, someone's approached you about it that actually makes the process easier or more, you know, uh, less time. Are there any technologies that you can think of or even at liberty to say, hey, yes, you know what we have? Here's where we had a challenge in this terminal or in this, this area, and this technology really helped smooth it. Are there any, you know, uh, any really interesting uh, yeah. any products or ideas or programs we've done some pilots uh, with some uh, some um, app developers and things like that uh, are they on or, staff so you develop your own apps we've or? done our own around really? our wow. business needs um, uh, but we've done a couple things where um, food delivery a, for a company wanted to do a food delivery so we allowed for a limited food delivery app uh, based on their ability to get tenants to sign up for this and um, you know it takes for us uh, to – we will do things in a very thoughtful uh, way to make sure that um, that it's the right solution for something. And so we we tend not to just try everything out and see how it works. We, we go through a very much of a vetting process. And what we want to do is, is stimulate a lot of ideas. And so we've done – I think we, we, we've done like um, engage Silicon Valley into – um, into think think tank days at SFO, and we've done some sessions oh, wait. with think tank days where That's they come awesome. in and 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 you people with titles <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> futurist, you know, I <laughs> see their good. cards and that's, and those are the kind of people that we love to, to understand and hear from. And so, uh, that's how we want to get our arms around what's the next direction to yeah. go. Uh, and we're really, you know, we still, we focus a lot of our energies on, like I said, on, on operational issues. How do we make the whole experience better? And so, you know, I talked about the apps for Uber and Lyft and we also, you know, think about the taxi cab industry and, and, uh, you know, we wanted to help that industry as well with, um, an app that they now have a, what's called a, um, they, they can tell how many parking spaces are available at the garage. And so uh, the idea there was instead of driving and waiting for a couple hours to get a ride, they can see how many spaces are left in the garage on their app and then make a decision. Do I stay downtown and uh, try to get more business downtown or do I go to the airport and wait for a ride? And so we, we look at all aspects of the business and then see how can we really innovate and do something great with technology. And we're doing it with our airfield and all of the – uh, all of the equipment, you know, 5,000 pieces of equipment that moves around on the airfield um, servicing all the aircraft. And how do we work to make that a safe uh, and secure operation? And yeah. so we're using technology in our, our new um, ground service equipment safety improvement program. And so those are the kind of things we're really focused on, our, our core business of serving the passengers and providing a safe airport. That's, you know. Yeah. Amazing. This is just blowing me away. Believe me. I want to get on to something that's a lot less technical. How did San Francisco Airport become one of the go-to, uh, have the best food in almost all the, the rest of the nation? Is, is that still a, uh, uh, recognized that SFO has some of the best food courts and the best food venues in the nation? Yeah, you know, how does that come about? I know we're way off technology yeah. now, but hey, it's it's vital. Well, that's know? the experience, right? I <laughs> yeah. want to eat something, and I don't want it all to be just deep fried food. You know, I want to get something fresh, and I want to get something. You know, and I think it uh, it goes back to our decision to bring in um, local. Uh, independent small business um, with innovative offerings, and we've worked very hard since uh, you know early two thousands to move from what what's a big you know more of a national brand model where they bring in a lot of concepts to to a local model. And really, what we want is when people come through SFO, they want to say, "Wow, I am in San Francisco at SFO. I have that experience, and I see the you know the kinds of restaurants they have. You know, we have a Boudin's Bakery at SFO." And we have a Perry's restaurant at us. And we want that to be part of the experience. And so 
and we have a lot in Napa Farms, you know, and that experience and the quality and the freshness of the food. I mean, that's been our push is where we don't want the big chains. Uh, you know, people demand chains, and so mm-hmm. we do have some. We have a Burger King, we have a Wendy's and, and those kind of things, but we want it to be something special and something that's, that's, that resonates with uh, San Francisco. And so uh, that's, how we, uh, that's how we focus um, uh, some of our RFPs around, you know, how do you make this a, a San Francisco experience and do something really unique. And yeah. we've had great success with that. And there's a lot of, we're revamping our restaurants now and our retail and uh, the creativity that these businesses are bringing, local concepts as well as new concepts. And um, it's uh, it's fun to it's fun to be part of that. Yeah, how uh, the along the lines of the experience? How about the museums that you have? How how do you? It, I don't know if you decide or um, uh, someone else decides what kind of a museums and what kind of themes that you put to the airport that I've always found to be fascinating. How how does that come about? Yeah, you know that uh, uh, we've got an incredible museum. It's an accredited. I think it's the only accredited museum in the U.S. at an airport. Um, and so accredited? we have, wow. yeah, it's an accredited museum. Okay. We go through an accreditation process, <laughs> and we have uh, our, our curator um, and director of the museums, and just really, really passionate people around this. And uh, uh, it's a st- again, it's a team. It's forty three people that um, that curate all of the exhibitions and um, and also run the museum if people have that opportunity to come experience the museum. But yeah, our our exhibition program is just world class, and it's about again, it's about the people. And it's about the vision, and uh, it's about yeah. um, excellence for SFO. You know. Yeah. So how does it? You, can you share with us how it kind of comes about? You know, like say this is the kind of thing we we're looking at this year or next year. Um, is there a, is there a reason why, or is it just happen? Yeah. yeah. You, you know, and uh, and I'll come up with ideas. How about this collection? They're like, no, that's not, really? that's not. <laughs> so you can do it because you, 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 so you, so you appreciate the ideas, even if it seems far fetched at the time. They, yeah. It, they, they are, they're two to three years out because that's how long it takes to lock up a, an exhibition and get a collection wow, really? on two display. And so our folks are very much looking way down and, and world-class exhibitions. They're really focused on world-class. So, uh, you know, even though I may have a great idea, Hey, what about this? They're like, no, that doesn't fit with what we're trying to do yeah. with our exhibition program. Yeah. I've you know, and so um, the team that does this is, is is incredible. Yeah. Now, is there? There's going to be a hotel at the airport, is there? We are going to have. Okay. We started construction on that. So oh, good. two okay. years, um, two years almost uh, to the day, uh, we'll open a Grand Hyatt uh, at SFO for Diamond Product. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrific. So, is it? Um, uh, how tall? How wide? Is it going to be pretty iconic? How? how uh... Uh, Three hundred and fifty-one rooms. So okay. it's a good size hotel. I think it has. Um, 11 stories, 10 or 11 stories. So it's it's tall. And for those of them that have been in the Bay Area for a while, we had a, um, a Hilton Hotel back in the early 90s. Recall. Yeah, yeah, we tore that down to make room for all the new construction. And so this is going to go into that same site and when we built the air train system we actually built all of the infrastructure so we can inter- so we can s- integrate this hotel really seamlessly into the operation that was a key part of this is prepare the air train so the hotel experience just feels like it's um, always been part of the operation and seamless uh, experience for the passengers yeah i want to touch up, touch upon that uh, again when we return this is the modern architect kzsu 90.1 fm stanford Operation USA helps communities across the nation and around the world deal with disasters, disease, and poverty by providing privately funded relief and other aid. The organization's philosophy is to offer material and financial assist to grassroots organizations that can help with sustainable development, education, and health services. More than 97% of the money donated to Operation USA goes into its programs. If you'd like to donate, please visit opusa.org. That's opusa.org. Now back to The Modern Architect. We're talking today with Ivor Sotero, Director of San Francisco International Airport, a department of the city and county of San Francisco. For more information, you can visit www.flysfo.com. That's www.flysfo.com. Com. Ivor, we're speak, talking about the hotel. It sounds like when you have that, you're going to have even more of a community within the airport. Is, was that by design? Or was it just kind of a... What's what's the, the reason for the airport? I love the idea, by the way, but I'm just curious as to... Um, to have an airport or to have a hotel at the airport makes it like 
you can just stay there. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you know, and you know, this this is a four diamond product, so this is a luxury brand hotel, and so it doesn't compete with a lot of local hotels, and so the the pricing of the rooms is going to reflect that, and so you're not going to have people come and stay at the airport because the pricing of the rooms is going to be, you know, <laughs> we're going to get a premium for those rooms, um, but you know, you think about a world class airport, and that is SFO should have that kind of world class amenity, and so that's we've we've been determined to do a hotel hotel ever since we tore down the old hotel uh, we've been waiting for the right time to do it and um, and and given the popularity of San Francisco as a destination and uh, room rates that are that are that are um, everyone's experience around here we're at the right place with a hotel and it's going to be I think a very financially successful as well as provide an incredible amenity it'll have you know what you would expect from a four diamond product and dining facilities um, workout spaces fitness rooms and that kind cool. of thing and, you know it's It'll have a sauna, but okay. um, the pool uh, the pool got value engineered out. So. Is that right? Okay, <laughs> value engineered. So. Okay, so when's that expected? July um, July twelfth of twenty nineteen. Really, you even have the day. Another date. Really? Oh my goodness! Wow. So how were some of the communities? We talked about the community of the airport itself is is and the employees is how is there a, an an end, not an end date. Yeah, I guess so. An end date to where you go. Okay, this these phases or facets of the process will be completed. Do you have you know? Does it go in times like uh, next uh, 2018, 2020, 2022? Do you have those type of uh, measurements or metrics? Yeah, you know, for the current six billion dollar capital program. Um, there's a lot of milestones, and the near-term, really significant milestones are around Terminal One. And Terminal One will have its first phase open of nine new gates. In nine? Nine. Well, there's, oh. you, see, you know, here we are growing at the rate we're growing. We we're growing at 6% a year, and our international is growing at 10% a year. At the same time, we are taking gates out of service to build a $6 billion pr- program. And so, you know, it's it's a it's a very complicated uh, dance at the moment, and so I like that dance. It's, uh, it's <laughs> important to have these milestones very well understood. And the first big milestone for the Terminal One program is that July of 2019, where we we put nine new new gates in a new terminal facility online, and then by February of 2020, we bring on another. 10 gates, and then a year after that, we bring on another 10 gates. And so that's kind of the phasing for the Terminal 1 program, which gets us, um, so that helps the level of service that's experienced and, and with our current level of growth. Um, and then the hotel, the, the big date on the hotel is July of nineteen um, of 2019. We also have a, a campus project where we're consolidating our administrative functions. That building's going up now, and that'll open up in the next six to eight months. We're extending our light rail system out to our existing long-term parking garage and adding a second long-term parking garage. So now all long-term parking currently is serviced by a bus system. And so we get rid of the bus. We have our air train system. Again, it's about that seamless connection. And then we get rid of 2,000 tons of greenhouse gas emissions a year by that extension of air train. So uh, there's a lot of important milestones uh, over the next two to three years. And then in five years, essentially, we'll be done with this $6 billion program. Um, and then we have um, we have a longer term program that has uh, potentially uh, uh, billions of dollars in. in there is no uh, end. There's like there? I, like we started with. <laughs> there's 90 years and for the next 90 years. There but, is um, no end to this. As long as we can hide yeah. it and not make it make it part of the experience, yeah. you know, we need to keep building to always just be keep moving forward with our airport. It's definitely hiding it because when I've go I've go at least once or twice a month for for whatever reason and as much as I, I, as I talked there at the beginning of the show that I live a, over I can oversee SFO but when you get in there you don't see and feel the construction I actually even hear it so that's by design that that's, you that's exactly yeah. right yeah I'm that, glad you have that experience yeah. good that's that's our intent Thank yeah you. well you've de- definitely reached that I, I'm curious how do airports choose or airlines excuse me um, choose 
like the San Francisco, this is our main, like Virgin did. This is where, this is our headquarters or North American headquarters. How does, do you reach out to the airlines and say, here's a kind of, here's what we have, or do they kind of come to you and say, here's what we're looking for. And, 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 and you say, yeah, we can do that for you. I've always been curious to how do airlines choose an airport as their main airport. And, you know, it's a great question because it starts with competition. And we are in competition with other airports. We're in competition with Oakland and San Jose for domestic routes. And we're in competition with Seattle and LAX and, and Denver, you know, DFW for international traffic. And so it's it's a competitive environment out there. And so cost, uh, cost control is an important uh, part of that. Uh, but it's also equally what is it, even more so how, what's the what's the destination? San Francisco is an incredible destination, and so just because of our location, we get so much interest from airlines and new airlines to come and serve SFO uh, and in new markets. And you you see a lot of now new China flights coming in, um, and that market is opening up. And so you know you have to deliver quality facilities. You have to control costs and be very cost competitive, which we are. Um, and so it it takes that kind of focus, and you you have to you have to view them as partners in this. And we very much oh, do like market that. ourselves yeah. and do consider them partners. And our successes are tied together with uh, with uh, the airlines. Yeah. So you're you're competing not just with the for the airlines and the passengers. It it, it sounds like. Uh, how about international? Is still San Francisco one of the largest international destinations in the? Yes, without a doubt, and okay. it's growing. It's the fastest growing international market in the U.S. for the past three really? years. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. The growth. fastest. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, any particular parts of, of the world? Uh, you know, we we have new flights to China. Um, we have uh, some flights from India now on Emirates uh, and Etihad, um, and then there's some new flights coming in from India. Um, we have, you know, there's a lot of one-offs too, you know, Iceland, Norway, um, you know, really? we've, we've oh. got some really great new service, um, uh, between, uh, those kinds of destinations too. So, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, great. it's pretty broad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so do you invite them or they come to you or it's just like, I'm curious, like what's the airline say, look, we're going to, um, we'd like to make SFO our place. So is, is there a whole process that they go through to, to a year long, two year, three or whatever to get to, to be determined as, yeah, this is going to be where we're going to be based. It is. It is. A, it's a very big decision for airlines to make that uh, commitment. Um, it's a very big financial uh, and resources commitment. So, yeah, sometimes it takes several years and then we see the results of all the effort we put in because we do a lot of demographic studies for them and give them an analysis of how they we think they will perform on that route. We do a lot of, of that kind of thing to say, we think this mm. is a very viable and then we'll go out to them um, and we will um, we will go after certain routes that we think really have opportunity for us. Uh, and a lot of them come to us. Every year there's a conference um, where airlines and airports get together and airlines express interest in certain destinations. And so that's also how that that is yeah. generated. And it seems like it uh, all goes through, again, we're kind of running full circle here, the human experience, whether it's a traveler, whether it's the airlines itself, whether... Um, uh, is is that correct? Yeah, it certainly is. You know, it's so all about serving the passenger. And I know it all comes yeah. down to that. As much as you build these beautiful hotels and you have these great terminals and these terrific restaurants, it comes down to that human experience. I think I'm, I'm going to look back here on uh, what we what we originally talked about is revolutionizing the passenger experience. Is that yes? <laughs> Well said. <laughs> no, well, you said it. I'm just repeating what you said, but it seems like it's come full circle to that's yeah. what you're doing with everything. That's why you're building. Yes. That's why you have all the this. You're taking advantage of these technologies. What What else would you like to share, uh, Ivor, that we haven't talked about that uh, you think would be really important to our, our listeners who I think would find this fascinating to hear your perspective you know i uh, we've covered a lot of ground thank you uh for for all the the, the uh, really insightful questions on things and i think uh you know uh we 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 pride ourselves on innovation and and helping drive an industry um an industry that that 
safety and security is is really our highest priority, and that's our, our core value. And, and revolutionizing the passenger experience is these fundamental things that we just think are are the vision that that we should have. And so, um, and so that's that's what drives us, and uh, that's what drives our capital plan, and that's what drives our decision making. And and I think, you know, one of the biggest things I think that's really exciting for the future is is how we've done really well on the environment. Uh, we are. Uh, we had 60,000, uh, you know, our GHG were down almost, uh, wow, 60,000 tons of GHG in our 1990 levels, and we've reduced that to 35,000 oh. tons of GHG. But really our goal is how do we get to net zero energy, zero GHG, and zero waste? And that's part of our strategic plan. And so, I'm, I and again, back to how do you move an industry? You know, we want to become this this hub of biofuel. How do we help drive an industry towards renewable jet fuels? And so there's so many exciting things, and, and the environment has so much opportunity, and we see ourselves as, as, as stewards of that effort and really uh, in a position to help drive that, um, uh, hopefully on a global scale, along with those other things around around the safety of, of airport operations and the quality of that passenger experience. So uh, there's, there's no... Uh, the job never ends, you know. It's it's always <laughs> sure, it's innovating always. and pushing yeah. and um, and hoping to deliver and, and uh, on behalf of the public and, Excellent. and the community. Ivor, it's been terrific having you as our guest today. We're honored. Really fun. Thank you. Enjoyed that. Thanks thank so much. You, thank yeah. thank yeah. you very much. You've been listening to The Modern Architect. I'm Tom Dioro. Today's guest on The Modern Architect radio show and podcast has been Ivor Sotero, Director of San Francisco International Airport, a department of the city and county of San Francisco. San Francisco International Airport is a transparent organization dedicated to serving our local community, their local community, as well as the millions of travelers who pass through its doors each year. For more information, you can visit www.flysfo.com. That's www.flysfo.com. Join us again next time when we welcome another outstanding architect, engineer, influencer, and civic leader committed to positive and sustainable cities, communities, and lives. The Modern Architect is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and is a production of KZSU Radio. The recording engineer and production manager is Akshay Jaggi, assistant engineer is McGregor Joyner, and we're all assisted by Bryce Carter. The executive producer and host of The Modern Architect is Tom Dioro. If you wish to contact us, our email address is interviews at kzsu.sanford.edu. That's interviews at kzsu.sanford.edu. Thank you for tuning in. Listen in again next week at 10 a.m. for another edition of The Modern Architect. Support for KZSU comes from Modeler.com, a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com works with architects from architecture and design firms to discover, discuss, and specify products for their building projects. We at KZSU thank Modeler.com for their generous underwriting of the production and broadcasting costs of The Modern Architect.